will you do without freedom? Will you fight? Welcome to Leverage Addicts, the podcast for investors looking to maximize returns through leverage. Join host, seasoned mortgage professional and real estate enthusiast, Blandon Lerm, as we explore property investing strategies and learn how to navigate the market to build new wealth. Hey, good morning, team. Pretty chill today. We've got uh, Ben jumping on. Uh, he's a recent PFW member, and he also just went unconditional into his property. And I thought it would be really good for him to share a little about his journey and sort of his thought process, sort of before joining the workshop and then after, like what, what were some uh, key lessons that sort of got him on a different path on in terms of what kind of properties to look for? Because I remember before that you were looking for something else. So maybe you can tell us a, a bit about that as well. And then maybe, yeah, maybe we can start off, just get to know Ben a little bit. Like, what do you do for like your normal job? Like, you know, because maybe we can get a better understanding of you dealing with spreadsheets all the time. Thanks, Blandon. Thanks for asking me to talk to the audience here. Well, I'm an engineer as a background mm. and happen to start working for like sort of product marketing, you know, product lifecycle management and portfolio looking after those kind of stuff. Me and Redsheet is is a friend. Um, I'm not oh. too afraid of crunching the numbers and stuff. As you said, like uh, my, my investment journey is pretty much almost every venue that I could think of, you know, like share market, foreign exchange, you know, all those kind of stuff, mutual fund and trying to pretty much, you know, looking for um, spreading the risk and diversify the port that I'm having. I got a few monies in in share, uh, you know, got the returns, got those um, dividends every so often, uh, some mutual funds and those kind of stuff. The property journey is actually starting off from last year when I tried to contact my main bank. It was, uh, it's still BNZ anyway. So I asked them to give me a call trying to look into leveraging my properties to start the investment journey. But the sad news was that they turned me down. BNZ was like, oh, you're living in an apartment. We don't want to basically using the asset that you have on hand as a leverage. So that's pretty much last year. And, you know, my my dream was crumble. Yeah. And then come again this year. Uh, well, maybe maybe tell us a little bit about what got you thinking about it. Like, why yeah. now? Why, why not? Like, because obviously you had, like, you had your apartment for a while, right? You've lived there for a while. Yeah, 2019, paying it off like crazy. Me and my wife, we we earn you know a good money. So I would say good, but I I guess it's not it's not too bad. Um, we got a bit of cash flow that we could actually just you know dump all of them into trying to get rid of the debts that we have on hand. So I guess end of the day, we creating the equity you know on our hand. So like I guess to me, that sort of dead money that I can't do anything with it. And why not just trying to turn it to, you know, using it as a leverage and then see what I can do with it. I read some of uh, the articles from, you know, BNZ and, you know, some some articles online and basically, huh, I can actually trying to recycle those monies that actually sitting there doing nothing unless I'm actually paid off. I could do something with it. So even though I got some some differences, I, why, not, why not trying to do something about it? Back to the stories. Uh, back, back in this year, I trying to do that again, but I do know that, you know, I don't want to talk to the main banks any longer. So I'm looking for a broker who, who, who could basically, you know, take me into that journey. I talked to a couple of guys prior to Blendom and then I, you know, come across you online, uh, your YouTube channels and stuff. And I start diving into some of, some of the free YouTube video that you guys, you know, you got on publishing steer and yeah why not contacting you guys five minutes after i filling up the information land on give me a call 
and and oh really yeah yeah you did <laughs> usually i'm not uh, that fast maybe I, I, it was just the timing i was i was surprised at myself i just like i just left the, the screen because i wasn't sure like, yeah. i did fill up all the, all the information about myself you know all the contact uh numbers and stuff and then i was like i'm just gonna walk away <laughs> five minutes afterward and i got a call uh, and and like <laughs> basically my journey start from there and you were saying that i could actually you know i can actually using the money from from the apartment as an asset to leveraging that for my yeah. investment from there we're getting into the 10 minute consulting uh, sessions you're laying down all the gaps the wealth gaps and all those kind of stuff. Then I start going around, you know, Auckland's and looking for properties. First thing first would be looking at the budget. I went down to the South Island, um, not South Island, sorry, South Auckland. Yeah. Looking at properties down in like Manureva, Conifer Gulf and all those kind of stuff. Spot one of the properties, the corner plot, a good six to 800 square meters that I could actually probably do something about. But unfortunately that properties went went for auctions and the budget was like way too high than than what I thought it would be. I first thought that I could actually get into that property is around 600 each, but I think it's gone for almost say 100. So from there, I start like taking it more serious. I haven't actually taken the class of PFW yet back then. Mm. I just like flumbing my way around and trying to get, you know, more yeah. knowledge myself. And then Blender was like, yeah, why not just, you know, ship some monies into this class, you know, it's more structural um, knowledge and stuff. I get into it at the end, get some knowledge behind, you know, the thinking process, get more sort of like structural process and thinking process behind what I'm trying to achieve, what I'm trying to look for. One of the lessons that you got would be like looking for the regional areas, you know, where the house price is still affordable. Because let's get into the number, I guess, like my ceiling budget was like 700k based on what I currently have with the 700k a couple of months ago Auckland is almost impossible I guess unless you, you really spend I don't know hours after hours online try to search for it going around the cities and looking for the right one um, but yet you still probably got like uh, half a section um, not even half a section you know cross leads or some kind of thing some something like that and the rental yield is probably not not as high one of the things that people are most scared of so when they start investing is going outside of Auckland, not being able to see the property. And also, you know, they are worried about they're not going to get as much capital gains. So what were the thought process behind like, okay, how do you overcome that? What, what, what did you go through? I got the same fear when I first start. Um, that's the reason why, you know, South Auckland is my first place to go. And then after that, when I start talking more and then, you know, looking for the lesson more, there's a lot of potential. There's a lot of um, strategies you can, you can take up on. Like, you know, you can getting on a land bank. We talk so many times about the land bank and what you could do about the bigger piece of land. You can subdivide it. You can put some more, you know, minor developments and trying to increase the cash flow from there with some investments, you know. So that's that's where I start broadening my my searching criteria. The second properties that I was looking at was up in uh, Vangaray. I missed that out as well. Uh, like I thought that Vangaray would be cheaper, but then end up, you know, the property not, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. The one that I was looking at was probably 100K more than my my first, my offer. I have to say, yeah. and I start looking around. Uh, my my initiate idea was going around, going Waikato's and all those kind of places, but they are way overpricing. Um, and then spotting Napiers and Hastings and Hawkspace and those kind of places. Uh, one of the the barrier for me to get into the the um, the regionals around that area would be the the regional tax. 
which is quite high when you start, when you start putting the number into the spreadsheets. Mm. Um, you mean the rates? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, five six grand easily on most of the places. Mm. And I spot this this place where I could just share the screen, I guess. So I guess you guys can see my screens. So this is the property that I make an offer and it's got accepted. It's gone unconditional a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Well, basically it's number seven, Hillary Crescent um, in Marianui, uh in Napier. Um, so it's got almost 900 square meters. As you can see, um, it's got two um, dwelling in one title. Um, if you're looking at from the aerial wheels, the front house is basically uh, 1920-ish sort of house. And then the back house has been put there by the existing vendor. Um, he put it there um, probably around like the year of 2000. Um, it's got all the consented, you know, um, and everything and put it on his titles. So um, these properties caught my eye because one of the thing would be it's, it's huge uh, and it's got like, you know, two properties. And when you start crunching the number, uh, two property giving you the highest chance of the return. Um, like in this case, when when I start picking up um, like some knowledge around uh, the property itself, um, like in Marianui, um, medium rent is around five, 555. And if you scroll down three bedrooms, giving you 560, the back, property the back house is a uh, one bedroom uh so my rough estimation would be i could probably scoop 350 so 350 plus 560 easily um 910 i'm actually getting uh between 330 to 350 on my one bedroom and yeah uh, yeah Napier. yeah yeah somewhere there so i it's just a rough estimation then uh the agent was like yeah um the property is currently uh rented at uh 850 Mm-hmm. So my my eight fifty and nine nine ten is not too far apart. Um, I go with nine fifty on my calculation um, starting off, and then I work it out from there. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, when I start crunching all those data into. I I working out from this rental you. I know that the three C would come afterward, um, but the first thing like before I'm actually tr- trying to dig down into the lessons that um you know are available in the the PFW. Uh, I, I crunching it into this number, uh, into this spreadsheet first, and then just to see where I am. Uh, mm. The net yield wasn't so bad back then. Um, it's like some some sort of like eight percent net yield is like you know five six percent somewhere there. Mm. Uh, and then I start pulling all the data together, um, pulling out all the recent um, purchase, and I trying to calculating the per square meter and what sort of pricing I should actually offer. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, so from there, uh, what I did was I make an offer, got accepted at um, five eighty five. Eventually, yeah. Yeah. that's a good price. That's a good price. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're looking at um, five eighty five, well, let's put a three C. Probably be better. Um, yeah. So five eighty five, I put like five grand for. Um, you know, due diligence and all those kind of stuff. Um, mm. It's my first property, so I want to do everything, you know, according to the book, um, like building reports, uh, uh, what else, limb report, which um, the agent hasn't got one. Uh, but at least I got it under my name as well. Uh, mm. If there is anything dodgy about it, you know, I could actually just take uh, anybody, whoever, whoever actually providing me the report, um, 
accountable for. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, from there, if um, I'm planning to hold it for the time being, so let's. So we put like nine ten there. Uh, I did talk to Hadley after mm-hmm. I um, I put the offer on, and basically that's that's the condition that he um basically providing the rate as I mentioned earlier um is is sort of like quite high. Uh, for this property is forty three hundred, so that is there. Um, insurance is three grand. Uh, I go for the extreme, so that's that's how I put it there. So anything lower than that would be would be the earning. Um. Yeah. So that's that's where we are, I guess. Yep. Yep. So uh, it's it's got a bit of um, negative cash flow to start with, but I think mm-hmm. um, if there is any movement in terms of um, you know, all the interest rate and and everything, uh, I could actually just turn that into to um a cash flow uh, a positive cash flow right yep. away. And like to me, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh. Like we got, we got quite um, uh, liquidity now in our family. So, you know, for us, uh, a bit of payment, you know, every week around. Well, actually, it's less than that from from my calculation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not too not too bad. So my, I put the goal of like, you know, if I have to ship in my money for a lot, like a hundred dollar per week, it wouldn't be too bad for me to actually trying to own a properties and you know hold on to it. And then back to the property, but basically is almost 900 square. So I could probably subdivide afterward. And yeah. the setup is already there. Like, you know, you've got the back house and the front house. I could probably just chop it in two. Uh, yeah. If I could in 400K on the front property, another 400K, 300K for the second, the, the back properties, that's an easy seven to 800K from, you know, the 600K investment. It's not yeah. too bad. Because I guess the way to look at this as well is like, okay, although we want to look for cash flow positive um, as the main thing, but if you look at the fact that this land is actually subdividable like straight away, right? You could uh, potentially put another um, tiny home on the other side so you can get an extra income, maybe move the garage. Uh, You could shift the minor dwelling and then maybe build another uh, three bedroom or four bedroom at the back as well. Um, and actually, uh, Brendan, uh, one of the other members in the group, like he bought a similar property where the minor dwelling, you know, it could be positioned in a better place. And so what he did was he's basically moving, um, the minor dwelling and then like building at the back. So he's, he's gone and done that with a, a Rotorua property. So because you've got 900 square meter, this property, like, because you're you're basically trying to look at uh like a opportunity cost because it's going to cost you 12 grand at what it is right now but potentially um if if interest rate went down obviously that would be positive but the other thing that is good is that um you know if you if you compare to what you can get like at that level it's like maybe like a new bill might even cost more than that. Like new bills cost like 20,000 at the moment to 25,000. But this one is like, you're getting so much more land that you can develop and, and, and release the equity. And I think the other thing that I noticed for you, Ben, is like, um, I, I was very supportive of this deal because you guys like manage your cash flow really well. And what you really want is something that you can add value in terms of equity. So that's why I think I think um, this deal is 
quite suitable, you know, as a as a first property for you. Yeah, and I guess it's the it's the supporting that I got from Landons and the teams, you know, uh, Frankie to name it to name his, um, and also the lessons that you guys put online. Uh, that basically, I've gone through the lessons first, and then you know, once I get into these kind of um, deals, basically I going back and re looking at that because some of the some of the knowledge basically just way above when you start looking at it when you don't really have an experience. But once you get into the deal, you start picking up all the, you know, all the jargons and all those kind of stuff where all those lists start making sense, you know, cash flow positives and all those kind of stuff. But when you look into this, there's an opportunities behind it, as Landon said as well. So, and that's, that's where I, I think like, um, if you understand your situation well, uh, you, you brought in your horizon, you brought in your searching criteria and you, you start getting one, mm. um, that's, that's where I am at this stage. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting because can you go back to your calculation? Yeah. I would I would imagine nine ten to be closer to. So oh you you must have recycled some equity. So let's see, let's if we go up if we go back up, what's your end value here? Oh, so that's just my that's just my playing around number. Yeah. Um, so so let's say have you made it like five ninety, which is like the end value. And where where does the cash flow sit? Because you're you're basically because what you're what you've done there is you've um, increased the value, assuming that the 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 property goes up in value after your like renovation costs. Yeah. Um. But let's say if we kept it exactly the same, where where's the cash flow sitting? It should be only like negative. Yeah, I thought it might be like yeah. negative couple of couple of grand. Yeah. Twelve and grand was so a bit extreme. Thirty bucks, yeah, thirty bucks a week um, that I have to put the money in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I was thinking eight percent shouldn't have twelve grand. No, no, no. I was I was playing around with the number before. Yeah. Um, I was like, trying and I did to... look at it before. I didn't. I don't think it was twelve grand. <laughs> but <right>. anyway, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Um. The other thing, just just put into the due diligence, um, sort of thinking process. Um, pull it off from uh QV. Mm. So I start crunching the number and the average of the um, uh, price increase in Hawks Bay and Nepier is it's quite good. You're looking at like for the last, I don't know, um, 2017 to 2023, you'd be looking at an average of 8 point something percent increase every year. Mm. The rental was quite good as well. Um, that's that's pretty much the graph you're looking at like nearly nine percent increase year on year yeah in average so that's that's the reason why i was like that's probably not a bad investment if i want to get into it or even though the, you know the rate is quite high and the, the maintenance is probably quite high for a 1920 sort of housing mm. um yeah yeah so that's 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 really that, good yeah, looking at like the whole year things, um, I guess like probably next year, year afterward, I probably start making money off of these properties. If we if we take a if we take a um like a technical uh, analysis approach, if you look at the trend line, we're basically carrying on from uh, the twenty twenty, uh, like you know the trend line just suddenly like shot up, but now we're just continuing. We we've lost all of that uh that bump, and we continue. Yeah. To, to grow on that uh the older trend line yeah like where your bar is sitting yeah that's now that's really awesome and we've got a few um few of the members jump on today uh and 
you know, a couple of you are still looking. So I thought it'll be really good. Like if you guys have some questions for Ben, because obviously this is, you know, he's, he just got into it, uh, but he definitely have, like the 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 speed of him learning was like I'm I'm and 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 speed of action I I was obviously uh, impressed as well, but it does help because he's got an engineering background and and that helps him sort of go on that logical path like faster. But yeah, I, I thought maybe open it up for you guys to sort of talk talk to him. Yeah, just just uh, want to know like how how long was it um, after attending the workshop and learning that and. Um... What's the time span like from your actually get into the thing and then to actually like start looking for deals and how long did you spend on looking for deals? With this way, I start getting to talk to Blend on late June. Late June this year. Yeah. I get into the PFW probably last month. Last month. And a half before. Yeah. Yeah. And only take you a month to find this deal. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I guess like my my first criteria of searching things was a bit narrow. Yeah. Um, I it's you know from time to time I nearly give up because basically when you're trying to look for cash flow positive, it's just nearly it's, impossible. Yeah. yeah. But then when you start looking back into the lessons, that's some of the potential improvements and all those kind of stuff. Yeah. So I start losing up the criteria of searching for you know yeah. like. Multi-properties, you know, nowadays it's just harder to come by. Um, I, I keep looking at it anyway. Uh, there's one or two, you know, like every week. But back back like last month, you still got much, much more to look at. But I guess you probably need to be quite dynamic on your on your searching criteria. Uh, you know, you, you got all the knowledge there and then how you would apply to your searching. I think that's the key. So... You know, because the market keep moving, so you you basically need to pick up the pace and trying to um, go along with the market, like where they are, what what sort of, what's the price like, and then you adjusting your your searching criteria accordingly. If you stay static, you pretty much decrease your your searching um like that. Yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty impressive, like um, the short amount of time. It yeah, thank you. I, I just I surprised myself as well, but hey, I mean, once you got it, um. Just you just have to grab it, and then when the number makes sense, I mean, because end of the day, it's not a wishcraft. It's it's pretty much you know everything on the spreadsheet that you could actually just always refer back to, and if it's still within your budget, why not? And yeah. from the the moment that you see this property to the to to the time that you actually make your offer, like conditional conditional offer, like how long it took you? Uh, I think two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I slept on it as well. And uh, it was the agent who basically picked up the call and rang me and asking me what I want to do. Then um, I was like the very last day that I actually put an offer on. Yeah. Uh, and and as I, if you want to um refer back to my spreadsheets, I was like, that's the price that I was thinking of. So I got the band gap there. Um, At first I was thinking about going into like 550. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's going to be multi-offer. So I probably, you know, put a bit more on there, just increasing my chance. Yeah. yeah. Have you got any competitors when you? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I, prob I probably got a few. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I see. And then you're trying to, then you just push your boundary to the, to yeah. avoid it. Like 10, 10, 20 grand more. I mean, it, it wouldn't hurt, I guess, like for me. Yeah. And yeah. as I said, like if I, if I can live up with the negative cash flow for, for a while, then why not? 
I see. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, if you put like a cabin on it, it'll be cash flow positive straight away. Yeah. Um, if you guys, I don't know if you guys have um, HQ cabin or cabin HQ. Let me just have a look. And generally for like putting a cabin on like a, a, a what sort of like a investment you're looking for that? Because I, I, I've searched some of them, but like um, I think it's normally and how, how, how the, does the service work? like for the camping yeah so i just chuck it in the um it's just an extra room for the kids you know like if they're if they're a family of four the kids will happily sit like take the cabin yeah. so something like this is some anywhere from like 30 to 50 grand depending on somewhere there yeah awesome. yeah a two bedroom is probably starting off from, from like 70 um 75 grand uh yeah. but then you have to budgeting for like transportations and all those kind of stuff as well yeah, that yeah. that would be the high end. This one is much cheaper. Yeah. You can check them out. Yeah, they'll yeah. do it a lot cheaper. You can get the get a quote from them. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for sharing. Really, really, really. No, no. Modern, modern, happy to do. Yeah, I, I got a lot from these um sessions, and I got a lot from the lesson as well. And I think it's worthwhile for um to share because yeah. you know today that's that's. I mean, it's it's a sign. It's not. A, it's not a. You know, it's not a wish calf, as I said. Everything can be looking back into the spreadsheet and start making sense out of it. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Don't be shy. Rotten, you're still looking. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to just sort of start, I think, at the moment. I haven't started, but planning to start soon. Sorry, I've been on this journey for such a long time, but just life has been really busy. But no, thank you, Ben, for sharing. And one question that I did have is, how much time did you spend sort of getting to know the area itself, you know, the suburb or Napier itself? Like, did you go there? Did you like how much research did you do on that? Prior to the offer, it's probably a few days, I guess, looking around, uh, looking from, you know, online sources, trying to come down to the number that makes sense. And then after the offer was accepted, I me and my wife drove down there just to trying to put the properties, you know, um, just just trying to compare the actual the physical properties to the pictures that you guys seeing online before. And looking at the like the neighborhood, we driving around the streets of Hillary Crescent and see how it how it goes. Because if you actually start looking online, you probably walk away. Because to be honest, I mean that's probably like a capital of synthetic cannabis, uh, but that's like down in i don't know napier westward i guess but people live there and they live their life the city is lovely so that's probably the whole process is probably like two weeks max that i'm yeah, looking yeah. into that yeah no thank you i think it's quite um yeah quite brave for someone with their sort of i guess who are new to this journey to buy in an area with that you're not so familiar with so that's just good to see thank you for sharing no worries thank you HBC. I'm not sure who HBC is. One more question. Um, have you secured a social housing um, uh, contract? Uh, the settlement is end of October, but I did talk to Hartley and yeah, he has confirmed that uh, I, I got I got the rental for 910, yeah, as I mentioned earlier. And yeah, social housing would be part of that. Yeah, awesome. All right. If no more questions, I uh, want to just thank you, Ben. Thank you for being so generous with your time and, and just sharing that with everybody and, and just opening up. That was a really good deal. So, oh, sorry, came in late running around after two kids. <laughs> all good, all good.
we look forward to the next one. So now what we need to work on is some options. Like, is it to chop off the land? Like, we've got to look at some, we've got to explore more options. We've got to talk talk to maybe planners, builders, uh, maybe just look at the, do, do we just chuck some cash flow on it straight away? So we can definitely explore some options there. But yeah, really well done, Ben. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Glad you to have the team supporting. <laughs>